curious Vedant and welcome to my podcast. The last few episodes have been about factory farming and helping animals. Now we are starting a series on engineers and my first engineer guest is B. Ram Gopal, my maternal grandfather. He is a civil engineer and is the founder of Navle Consulting Group. Navle Consulting Group or NCG is a consulting firm providing services in the fields of architecture and engineering. Hi Ram Gopal Tata, welcome to my show. Thank you Vedant, so nice to be on your show. Even it's awesome to have you on my show. So Tata, in my research, I learned that engineering is Mm. all about solving problems. I'm curious to know what type of problems do civil engineers like you solve? See, there are so many types of problems. In civil engineering, actually, there are so many branches. One is there are civil engineers who deal with uh, roads and buildings, dealing with uh, dams, engineers dealing with uh, buildings, engineers dealing with so many other aspects of the civil engineering. I'm dealing with the less, uh, buildings. So in that also we face so many problems in the sense that the client requirements will be something different, the soil conditions will be different, the condition of the place, uh, climate, there are so many factors which we have to take into consideration and also the quality of material and quality of labor. There are so many factors. How hard is it to solve these puzzles? Is it like solving a 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzle or um, easier or harder? It is different from that. See, it is once you are generally into the field, some of the problems are regular. I mean, you know what are the type of problems you may encounter and you'll be prepared for it. But there are sometimes you get some additional new problems which may crop up due to any factor. Could be the labor factor, could be material, could be anything. So those things we have to think and solve. See, basically any engineer, whether civil or any engineer, taught to think logically and solve the problem. So it it becomes part of the system. You have such an interesting job. Yes. How do floors not break when heavy things like wardrobes and machines and many, many, many people are on the floor. See, depending on the type of load which comes onto the structure or a building or even let us say bridge or anything, depending on that load, calculations are made. Structure is designed according to that particular requirement. Let us say we have designed a building where for a residence, Now, you cannot use that for a factory because the loading in a factory will be totally different. The forces which act on the building will be different. For example, if I design for a a small car to go, for example, when you are doing your Lego, you are having a small bridge you make and its small car goes, it is fine. But if you try to put something heavier, it will collapse. So same way. Everything is designed required according to a particular requirement. So in that also they keep what is called as a factor of safety. So suppose you are designing it for say, let us say 10 people, you may design it for 20 people. So even if 20 people comes, nothing happens. But if more comes, there are chances something may happen. 
in such big factories, like example, an aeroplane factory, there aren't many levels, but the aeroplanes are so big and heavy. How do you make sure the floor doesn't break or the building doesn't fall? Depending on the type of requirement and type of load, the buildings are designed according to that. Now, for example, the load of the uh, aircraft is quite a lot. So the flooring will be designed according to So there'll be what, what we give as called reinforce, reinforcement. That is steel rods will be there in the concrete and that makes the whole structure much stronger. So all these things, the quantity of steel which goes into it, the type of steel, the thickness of concrete, the type of concrete. There are so many factors which all these things based on the load and the requirement it is designed, buildings are designed. What are all the different types of concretes? See, concrete generally what we use now is basically cement, sand and stone. That, and along with that, the reinforcement is given in by means of steel rods. That is the usual what presently is being done. But earlier days, even with lime concrete also was there. And there are now so many other chemicals which are added to give different uh, strengths or different characteristics for different types of concrete. For example, concrete which is used in a seashore or in the sea, when there are some structures in the sea, that requires a different type of concrete. So there, different type of uh, chemical is added and it is made strengthened so that the sea water does not uh, damage it. Similarly, for different purposes, like in, in a severe cold place, the concrete uh, will be a different chemical or a different composition is required. In tall, tall buildings like the Burj Khalifa mm-hmm. in Dubai and the Empire State Building in New York, mm-hmm. how do you plan the foundations and calculate the depth for it? See, whatever, irrespective of the height, the size, everything, all these factors are taken and then the foundations are designed depending also on the soil condition and the height of the building, the width of the building and the weight of the material, I mean the entire structure and the type of building it is used for, like for example, if it is a residential or a hotel or a mixed, whatever it is. So the loads are calculated and based on that, the foundations are designed. And again, they also, for your information, all these tall buildings, in fact, they do sway in the wind. They give uh, allowance for the buildings to sway also. So that's how they are stable. And different types of materials are used actually in, for example, most of the uh, places now, uh, they use a lot of steel structures also, not only concrete or sometimes both the things together. They also use glass sometimes, right? Glass is generally used to, used as a what we call as a facade. That means it is like what you are having window or just a elevation or entire instead of a wall, brick wall, you may have a glass. And glasses are also used as a structural uh, member, but that is very rare and that will be minimum. But generally, glass is used as a facade. When you drill holes in the walls and the pillars, why doesn't the building fall down? <laughs> no, it, it, it again depends on 
what size of the hole you are drilling. Suppose you drill a big hole, then definitely there are chances it will fall. So up to a particular uh, what you call um, size, it doesn't matter because there actually the question of uh, physics and chemistry, all those things come in because whatever the concrete or the brickwork, what has been used, that would have formed as a, a unit by itself and that would withhold any of such minor holes which you drill. In the olden days, when there were no computers at all, how did you make the drawings for the huge buildings? Yes, <laughs> it's a good question, but uh, we were having what you call uh, drawing boards and on the drawing board manually we had to do the drawings and that is what I'm talking is just a few years ago before the computers uh, came in. We have all learned initially uh, making drawings on the drawing board that is uh, with a set square and ruler and things like that. So any size of building the scaling would be different and they will make the drawings. But again, if you, when you're talking of old buildings, if you think of really older buildings, like old temples and so many things, perhaps they were drawing it on the ground or they may be also, uh, you know, drawing it on uh, some other material, which we don't know, but they were all great engineers. All those, whatever the old structures, whatever you see, whether it's uh, in temples in India, or pyramid or in Roman, this was there were huge buildings and they are beautiful buildings, much better than what we are doing now. Yesterday, my mother told me that the Empire State Building was made before you were born. How did they do the plans for all of those big glass bits and buildings? In the same way, you know, manually they were doing the drawings, as I told you on the drawing board, on the huge drawing board with a set square and a ruler. They were uh, making the drawings. Why did you choose to be a civil engineer? As a child, what did you want to be? Well, Vedant, when we were children, we were not having much of choice. My parents felt that I should do engineering, though my father was a veterinary doctor and his brother was a doctor, but his other three brothers were all engineers. And somehow he felt that they were doing quite good in their life. So he felt that I should also take up engineering. And uh, I joined engineering. And when I wanted to join engineering, I was thinking of either uh, uh, electronics or architecture. But those days we had very few colleges which were uh, having architecture. So as a civil engineer, you could do um, you could become an architect when I joined uh, engineering. On your first day of electronics or civil, how did you feel? Yeah, it was uh, excitement and at the same time we were something curious, but may not be as curious as you are. <laughs> what is your favorite building and why? I love seeing the old temples or palaces, those old buildings, they are really nice. So I would love, love them being there. 
my favorite buildings are like temples and the Charminar, the Empire State Building, um, Burj Khalifa, and all the other monuments. <laughs> Good, you have covered quite a lot of places. What are your hobbies? Well, Vedanta had a lot of hobbies when I was in. I was collecting stamps, I was collecting coins, I was uh, having uh, photography as my hobby, where I used to do my own developing of the film and printing and uh, music, then uh, learning different languages. Uh, so many things were there. Even I love learning languages. From where did you collect all your stamps in those days? Now, earlier, we had a lot of posts coming. So on the, it was all postage stamps, which I collected whatever was coming to me, whatever was coming to my friends, to my relatives, because I was collecting, they were giving me also. And also those days we had what you call, whenever a new stamp was released, uh, there used to be a special first day cover, which was having a special uh, cancellation. So in fact, we used to, I used to go and stand in the queue in the post office to buy those new stamps and first they covers so i did have quite a good uh, collection still it is there wow what is your favorite food my favorite food is definitely our own angar food hebar angar food like um, our akai kolam like puliogre bisi bhalabat hambore etc do you like salads? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and also, my mother told me you like curd rice. Yes, very much. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you, Vedant. It was so nice talking to you. You're welcome. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant to get updates on the upcoming episodes, to listen at leash on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. You can also listen to my show on vedant.buspar.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedan. Don't forget to rate and leave comments.